Welcome to episode seven of Politics on Math. This is the last episode in our seven episode series, which is on the elections. This episode is on the results, as always. I'm Bella. I'm one of the hosts, and we have Laura and Dylan here also. And this is actually the first podcast that we're doing like all virtual. Like we aren't like in person, like seeing each other. It's kind of weird. Um. So basically, today we're just talking about like it's basically our post-election analysis. So Biden has one ish, one ish. He's like technically one, but Trump's taking everything to the courts for recount. And there's two states that well, he's trying to aren't like official yet, right? Uh, Georgia yeah. and North Carolina aren't official, and but he hasn't been officially announced as president. He's been announced by all the news agencies as president. Yeah, because he has 290 votes, so even if Trump won North Carolina and Georgia, he wouldn't match, but... Yeah, but still, I mean, so, yeah, he'd probably, most, like, the probability is he's going to be our president, but, I mean, like, technically hasn't been announced yet, but, I mean, it's pretty much... He's basically president. He's basically president. Yeah, and Trump's trying to go for recounts and stuff, but I don't think he's been able to get one yet. No, everything that he's, like... Everything he's tried to put through has been denied, like yeah. trying to get stuff recounted and so. Yeah. Um, so basically, I mean, our electoral map, so we had an accurate, a pretty decently accurate prediction based off of our electoral map of what states would go where. Um, we were very Republican optimistic, so it did say on ours that Trump would win by like a small lead, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, we were only off by three states. We yeah. thought Arizona was going to go red. We thought Michigan was going to go red, and we thought Georgia was going to go red. I had a feeling that probably Arizona was going to go blue, so that didn't really surprise me. Um, Michigan was a good surprise, and then Georgia really surprised me. I didn't think it was going to go blue because it's so far south but it ended up pulling through yeah i was kind of like oh wow like georgia like that's like in the heart of like deep south yeah deep south, deep south. I, south. I think it was because of the it definitely was because of like atlanta and like savannah and um yeah. those major cities it definitely was because of that and it was definitely like there was a trend throughout the election when looking at like the inner maps um, it was that all the cities went blue and everything outside the cities was red. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's crazy because the city, it really doesn't matter how many counties go blue or red. It just matters on the population of each county. And yeah. obviously, population in cities are a lot higher. Yeah. It's, and it's, yeah, it's really weird to see that too because it, it just looks so funny how the entire state can just be red and then like two or three little blobs can be blue and then, and then it the goes blue state, i think yeah. that was like what michigan looked like i mean like almost all of it was red yeah that's like, what that's what nevada so. looked like nevada only had yeah. two counties that were it it was basically the county where reno nevada was which is a major city and then las vegas which is the only other major city so the two counties with the biggest cities went blue and everything else went red yeah, yeah. so that's just kind of insane um, so, like, our prediction was pretty spot-on state-wise. I mean, the most surprising thing about the election is probably Georgia going blue. I don't think anyone expected that because it's kind of in the heart of, like, you know, it's surrounded by states that went red. Yeah, deep red states. Yeah. And, I mean, it's gone. I think, when did they say? The last time Georgia went blue was, like, 1980, 1970, around yeah, that. It it's been a while. Like the dinosaurs. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but 
Um, there's like, you know, there's a lot of things that happened that, I mean, like it was a tight race, which was expected. I mean, in Georgia, they were both at like 49%. And then like, it was like 6,000 votes or something that's like had them apart from it being like blue yeah. or red. Oh, yeah. It was like, you could um, just see his lead slipping and slipping and slipping, and then yeah. eventually Biden was going in the lead. Oh, yeah, I was watching it, I think, uh, Saturday or Sunday, and it was just like a, literally a 0.1% difference. It, yeah, it's, it's like crazy. crazy. Um, so that was definitely a big thing. I mean, like, the percentages in, like, the majority of the states was very close, except for your, like, usual, like, California or, like, Alabama. <laughs> like, so yeah, the last from. time, yeah, the last time Georgia went blue was 1992. So crazy. it's been more than 20 years. So I gotta say that has to be the most surprising thing. Was that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, I thought is... Michigan was also a little surprising because it was so close, yeah. and definitely because we thought it was gonna go red. Um, Arizona wasn't really that close, so it wasn't that surprising. Yeah. Um. Let's say. Let's. Yeah, but like Pencil- during the uh, during the like like. It's. It, I, I was talking about this before we started recording, but you you get all the the red the red votes get in first because they're voting in person and all that. They're not mailing it in because they're like they think that it's better to vote in person that there could be fraud and they could lose their ballot over mail. And then you get more of the Democratic blue votes in mail because they think it's okay. So it starts out with Trump winning, and then slowly and slowly you get the blue start getting the blue votes in, and that's when you realize that it's going to be a lot closer than it really was. Yeah. Than people thought. I gotta say, it's kind of funny that you say that, because I know, like, a majority of the Republicans I know actually didn't go in to the polling. They just voted by mail. Because um, yeah, the so... one thing that discouraged, I know a lot of people I know, was that um, when you went in person, it wasn't like you were using the machine. You were still using a paper ballot. And yeah. it was actually, in person, was considered a provisional ballot so that was actually a lot of things that like at one point republican uh, i know a majority of the ones that at least i know were like oh yeah we're gonna just mail it in because it's gonna be it's gonna be mailed in either way so it's kind of like you went in to fill out your ballot and then yeah it's kind of pointless yeah, like you had Mr. Martyr telling us about him being a challenger and how much of <laughs> yeah, a nightmare was it was in Pens- or, uh, Pleasantville yeah of people filling out ballots like and the bleachers and all that, so yeah, yeah, people were filling out their ballots like in line, like. yeah, like a hot mess. Um, so speaking of voting and all of that, so I'll ask the question: Are you encouraged or discouraged in the democratic process? I mean, I'm like neither one or the other. I mean, I'm not obviously I'm not discouraged because. I feel like just, like, the height of everything, I feel like we needed a change. I feel like what what had gone on the past, like, at least the past year, everything that was going on, we needed a change. And not because it was Donald Trump's fault. I feel like it was just, everything was just handled so, everything was just crazy throughout the year. We just needed a new voice. We needed, like, a new, uh, I don't know how you want to put it. We just needed new everything. So, I feel like, like a fresh, I guess like a I'm kind of. Yeah, fresh perspective. I feel like, I don't know, because when Trump was talking about, like, stuff that he would do the next four years, it was kind of, like, everything that he's been doing, and it's not working. So I feel like, not saying that Biden's going to, like, magically fix everything, like, with a magic wand, 
but I feel like it just needed, like, we just needed something new. So I guess you could say I'm encouraged. Yeah, I, I can kind of agree with that. Like, I'm, thing is, like, I'm encouraged with it, too, because, like, the people spoke. Like, yeah, yeah. it's, oh, I mean, it shows you just how close it is. People are, it's almost 50-50 in the country. And so when you get the people to speak like that, it's better than just having the of uh, the elites in Congress end up picking a winner. It's it's everyone in the country voted, and that's kind of the point. It's for the people to vote for the president. So I think it's I, th- I think it's good that they were able to do that, and with it being so close, it kind of gave more power to the people in deciding. Now I. I'll give my answer. So I'm 50-50. <laughs> Someone's got to be a little pessimistic, and here I go. Um, right, Bella. Right, Bella. I'm encouraged. <laughs> go, Bella. So I'm encouraged because of the fact that the amount of people that voted and the voter turnout was, like, insane compared to the 2016 election which was about only 48 percent of americans came out and like voted in the 2016 election and this election that number went up dramatically yeah people felt like they needed their voice to be heard which is extremely encouraging because that's how an effective democracy runs it's by people speaking up even though we aren't a democracy and we're a republic so thank you michael martyrone Anyway, so, (laughs) do I have a little discouragement? Of course I do, because I'm Bella. I'm discouraged by things that I've been hearing and seeing, like, primary videos, like, not just, like, word of mouth, of um, instances where voter fraud is demonstrated. Um, which is suppression of the American voice. So no matter what side the voter fraud or suppression was happening, whether they were suppressing Republican voices or Democratic, it's wrong either way. Um, so that's just my little thing. I don't care who it was about. If it was Democratic, I would still be just as mad because it's just that's just messed up. You have one vote. That's your voice. And the fact that there were um, people, poll workers, that you would see instances of them filling in bubbles, not to like not to rerun one ballot into machine, but repeatedly doing it, stamping like a, a unmarked ballot as received and then filling in their own bubbles afterwards, like dozens of times. Um, I mean, that's just that's the suppression of um voices in america whether they're democratic or republican uh so that's just a little discouraging because you know that's just it's annoying i feel like one thing we can say that we are not like surprised or shocked about but i mean we're glad to see that there obviously isn't like an outbreak and like riots yes like because we all were like preparing for like things to go not yet haywire and like it to be crazy and i think One bit of day. if it were the other way around we probably would yeah. have seen I, that I but that i one. mean i'm glad in a sense that we're not seeing it i mean people especially in philadelphia it's been crazy like people are like dancing yeah, like, in the streets and, like, in the street the, remember their masks are on i believe 
<laughs> yeah. But yeah, they there are like great celebrations being thrown in obviously cities because that's where the mass of the Democrat like voting population is. It's in those major cities. Yeah, you can even see when you look at the map, like, yes, more states are red, but like you look at like Montana, like it has like three electoral votes and there's like no one there. There's like three people. Yeah, when the in the states with like the most population, probably like excluding Florida and Texas, like they're all blue. So yeah, so that was always good to see. I'd rather see happy people than people throwing more uh, fireballs into the local Nike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's I I say you give it. You got to give it more time though, because it's only been a couple of days. Oh yeah, and... give it. Just give it a. You know, what, some something's gonna happen. It's twenty twenty. The year is yeah. Something's gonna happen, and we're gonna see some violence. Um, there's been some theorists out there that swear that some sort of uh, like revolution or like war between American people will outbreak. That was like a theory I've heard. Um, another say that a civil war for American rights could occur. Like, there's some crazy theories that are happening. Well, like, um, because in my uh, A-Push class, we were talking about um, the election of 1800, which was Jefferson and uh, Adams. And it was the first kind of transfer of power with, uh, it was the Federalists into the Democratic Republicans for Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. And it was... It was really, it, and some say that that election was worse than our election today, because between the the political slander and like the media back then, it was it was a lot worse. And the thing was, it was they were they had this like almost mutual respect for each other when they when it ended. Like okay, Jefferson won, and Adams gave up power peacefully. And that was a really that was really important to them. They they believe because if he had not, then it was really then America probably would have fallen apart. It was almost imperative that they did have this peaceful transfer of power and set precedent because America would not be able to because it was only twenty or, or so years old at that point. So if they hadn't done that, it would, it might have been the end of the nation back then. So it's it's really important for them for that to stay relevant and that peaceful transfer of power and that it's not a respect to the constitution and not like just party because in it, it the constitution is like the law of the land so yeah it's more of a respect to that yeah. and the citizens than it is to your party and your ideals you have to have this almost like you have to be a, a good loser because it's bigger than you and as like a candidate that, that, that that's yeah definitely yeah, because, I mean, that's, like, a hallmark of our nation is, like, the peaceful transfer of power. And, like, I think, what obviously, what Martyrum was saying in class today, like, this is, like, one of the most, like, not dangerous, but, like, kind of critical times in our nation with these couple months where it's, like, we kind of have one, um, we kind of have one uh, organization, not organization, but you know what I mean, we can have one president kind of coming in and another stepping out. So it's, like, one's currently president, but not for long, and then one's coming in, so it's, like, so much uncertainty on like how things are gonna go yeah i mean it's kind of our country's a little crazy right now and i feel that we aren't going it's not gonna be officially like you know like official official um of who's president until december 14th because that's like the deadline like the actual like 
deadline deadline of when they have to announce. And so although we have, you know, Biden is like, yeah, like you won the electoral. I think that um, there's not going to be an easy step down the power here. And that Trump is not going to let go of his grasp until he goes and files lawsuits with every court he possibly can <laughs> with reasonable jur- uh, jurisdiction for being at those courts. Um, I mean, we hope reasonable. I mean, you I know, know I mean, I've heard that um, it's like they're getting like primary witnesses to like voter fraud to go in. So if you're having primary witnesses, I hope are valid, then. I mean, I guess you have reason to go to the court. Um, yeah, but they have to be what? both primary. They have to be both primary and valid. Yeah, so which is questionable. You never know, but exactly, you never, I, you never know. You're right, but it is kind of questionable. I feel like everything right now is questionable, but that is true. I will officially have our president like official, official, not like Fox News said Biden won official, like. Official, official, <laughs> and that all, all the Republicans getting mad, being like, "It's not oh, true." Yeah. What, what's the What's the news channel now? What's it, the new Fox News? News, news Max, Max is the, the new, new Fox hub. News, Fox News. Next, you'll see this in your history book one day: the great <laughs> migration of Republicans from one news channel to the next. The fall of Fox. The news. great migration. The great migration of Republicans. It's great. Um, no, suddenly all the Republicans are going to go into hiding because AOC is trying to find them. Crazy. But um, that was I still find it so funny. She's like, I'm gonna make a list of all of you that voted for Trump. I'm like, okay. She's gonna she's That's gonna punish fifty percent of the country. Huh. I don't know. I find it funny. <laughs> yeah, I definitely say this was like, I mean, this was like basically one of the first like elections that we're really kind of like aware yeah, of, like. Real. Last election, we were in seventh grade. Like, I remember sitting in social studies class watching the inauguration, and I didn't even really care. I was just happy that we weren't yeah, doing anything like, that yeah. day. The, um, the, the, the thing that I cared about most about the election in seventh grade was how old they were, because I was like, they're so old. Yeah, everyone calling Hillary Grandma Hillary. Yeah, like, that, that's the <laughs> only thing I remember. Old she Anything was. else, I just don't remember. Yeah, I remember that day we were, like, in the social studies class, and I was just sitting on the ground, like, on the floor, and we were all playing cards, watching Donald Trump get inaugurated in the office. And now it's, like, a completely different, like, we were watching all the debates and, like, analyzing, I mean, whether or not the debates were, like, great or not. But it was, like, the first time we were really experiencing everything, like, firsthand and actually understanding it. And it was crazy, to say the least. Yeah, quite it's, it's quite the interesting year to actually, like, get into politics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember freshman year, we would all be talking about like, oh, are we going to take AP Gov? And everyone's like, yeah, take an election year. Like, it should be interesting. And I will say it hasn't failed to interest it's me. It's only been like, what, three months? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was basically saying, like, I hope it really brings us together. Like, I feel like it kind of started, at least from what I can recall, during Obama's presidency, how you started to see a major divide between parties. And then it really, like, the gridlock grew and people were further separated during Trump's presidency. And, like, now it's, like, up to the point where it's, like, unrecognizable to see, like, Democrats and Republicans, like, peacefully coexisting 
and like on social media and like everyone bashing each other it's just like ugly it's really ugly so i just hope at least during these next four years like that we kind of get some sense of unity i mean we're called the united states but like we don't really feel like a united states yeah Um, you know what i mean well um yeah although it's funny you say that because like obviously i want it to be like more united i i I would i wouldn't want it to not be but i kind of disagree with the fact that you say it was like during obama's presidency i the only thing you think that is because that's the only time you remember there ever being really a president well yeah that's like the earliest of what i can remember if you look back it's always been partisan it's always there's always been this divide and it's it's it goes back to the beginning of the country so i feel like it it's probably not going to change too much I would love it to. I would love it for people to work together for once, but I don't think it's going to. It, it to be honest, it's probably just going to stay the same, especially with yeah, uh, Mitch McConnell and the Republicans still being in the Senate, so having majority over there, and then the House being Democratic. It's they're just gonna they're gonna butt heads the whole time. And I feel like that's like the hard part with having like, obviously having the legislative branch one be. Republican one be um, Democratic and then have the president be a Democrat. Like, I feel like it shouldn't be all across the board. Like, every single thing should be one party because then it's just like everything will get passed on one side. But then when you have like what we've been experiencing these last four years with the gridlock and now it's just going to continue. But on the opposite side, it's like we're really just not getting anywhere. You have like like the Senate and um, the House of Representatives represent only one party. I mean, it's really, you're suppressing the voices of a party on either side. Exactly. Yeah, you're suppressing the minorities. Like, the the minority vote. Because the majority would, if you go by that, the majority is, like, that yeah. party that has control. But then you're suppressing the minority voice. Yeah. Which is just as important in exactly. the democracy. Even and James even Madison Republican. always said that you can't have the majority suppressing yep. the minority. Um, there you go. And along with Dylan said, uh, I don't think that, you know, having Biden, who is a president uh, for the people, um, I don't feel like that's going to really change any much. Anything with the political division, I mean, maybe over the next four years, he'll satisfy the Democratic Party, but I don't feel the Republicans will ever just sit down and say, this is fine. No. I don't think so. Um, there's a lot of things happening on the Republican end of the world, like a bunch of uh, lawsuits going on, like where famous uh, Republican politicians, like, well, she's not really a politician, she's more of a speaker, but Candace Owens is suing Mark Z. Uh, Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg, yeah, he's, he's the CEO of Facebook, right? For he's his fact checking. Well, I know um, a while back, a couple months ago, like AOC was like pounding into Mark Zuckerberg saying that he because apparently he said that he wasn't going to fact check and he wasn't going to like regulate what they were, um, what people were posting on Facebook. But I guess that changed because now people are complaining on the um, other end that he he got mad because his fact checkers took down a post um, that she posted um, from a doctor. So it wasn't like, you know, like an opinionated like kind of like, oh, I'm a human being that didn't get a PhD and I'm going to say this about coronavirus. Like, no, this, you know, a doctor that made like a whole, um, almost like 
analysis of what he thought and what he thought would be best, and she agreed with that analysis, so she posted it. Um, Zuckerberg's fact-checkers took it down because, allegedly, it didn't agree with um, kind of the plans that the Democratic Party had put in place if they got into power and what would happen with coronavirus. And because of that, she's suing him for infringement of um, Amendment 1 um, and for biased fact-checking. I, uh, my dad told me the other day that he got a, like, he posted something on Facebook about, um, like, Hunter Biden and, like, all of the stuff that was yeah, going on in Ukraine. It was, like, an article. And it, yeah, yeah apparently it got taken down. Anything that you put that doesn't agree with, um, like, the Democratic Party, it would get taken down. So if it looked, if it looked bad yes. for Biden's campaign, it got taken down. And that's what Candace Owens was mad about. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, but it, you also got you also got to think about it. It's a private business. They you agree to terms yeah. of service for them to do that. Like it's 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 the, in the, the thing that no one reads. Yeah, it, it's in there except it, you, the terms, and you just exactly accept. It, you like people who get stuff taken down like that. If they get the the email, you violated the terms of service. You agree to that when you sign up. So, I mean, they obviously I don't know the legal intricacies of it, but they are allowed to do that for the most part. Obviously, there might be some borders being crossed. I don't know the specifics, but it is like a give and take. I'm with sure that, that if so. she was able to, because she is like a bunch of mm. lawyers behind her. I'm sure that they exactly I, like, went over the terms of service and they found a loophole. But yeah, it's like I said, I don't know, but it's it's definitely a, like kind. Of, I'm yeah. just trying to give you the other side of it how they are allowed to. Do but that. I mean, like. Yeah. We don't need to get into this lawsuit, but what I'm trying to get at is that there are things happening right now with lawsuits and other things where I don't think the country's going to be able to be brought together in a four-year presidency with a guy who will, um, it's not really him that a lot of people don't agree with, it's more of his vice president. Um, so I don't think yeah, it's definitely. just going to be like, yeah, like, you're, um, like you're going to unify us because honestly i know a lot of republicans are already calling for this girl candace owens to run in 24 so they're already focused in on the next election Mm -hmm. a lot of republicans really like candace owens i know my dad talks about that he would vote for her um i think she's very well spoken probably like one of the more likable republicans that i like her she has facts behind what she's saying that's what I like about her, because you know me. If you yeah. listen to any of these podcasts, I go off about people not having facts to back up their claims. And that's the one thing I like about her. Um, but I feel like the thing is, is that a lot, like, you know, if you're the Republicans, is their candidate, like, if they voted for Trump, he didn't get in. So now they're tuned in to the next election. And they're like, okay, who can we put up to beat this guy out? Like, that's like kind of their thing right now so the the problem i see with that is if you're so tuned in to the future you're not going to be able to focus on unifying the president or not the president the present so that's where i find the issue yeah it'll be interesting to see um what goes on obviously when biden's like officially in the office and how long uh, he could possibly stay in office with all this oh, Nancy Pelosi geez, amendment really. stuff going on. We'll, s- we'll yeah, see we, how that plays out. We will say 
you will see for <laughs> sure, especially if um the running the runoff election um for senators in Georgia is um they pick a Democratic candidate, then we'll definitely see how the amendment plays out because it could pass through the Senate if it's a Democratic majority. But yeah, what I think might be interesting too is like not necessarily the people, but the uh the politicians in like in the Senate and the House. Like did did Trump maybe may have like left kind of because I, I believe it or not, Trump Matt, he changed the, the Republican Party a lot in four years. Yeah. Maybe for the good, maybe for the better. I don't know. But is maybe that because maybe that might change how they kind of work with Democrats because maybe some maybe for some of them, like Trump left a bad taste in their mouth. So they're they're kind of okay with being more open to Democrats. I know some of them are definitely not going to be, but maybe some of them are. So it's it kind of it might it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to play out. How, how yeah, it definitely evolves into this this transfer of power. Like I feel like through Trump's administration, the Republican Party kind of came a little bit more extreme than it was before, or maybe it was just because we were so much younger, yeah. like before he got into office. But it just feels so extreme now. It's just crazy, and even though like we've talked about earlier that we don't think that Biden can unite the like the whole country during four years. But like you said, Trump changed the Republican party a lot in just four years. So we really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I guess we'll have to, you know, watch history pretty much unfold to see what's going to happen in the next four years. Um, But on our note that we just left on, is everyone good? Does does anyone have anything else to add to results and analysis? I just hope that everything is just, like, peaceful, like, come January 20th. Like, with, like, Trump saying things, like, they'll have to drag him out kicking and screaming. I honestly don't know what's going to happen. Like, I guess we shall see. When the ball drops on January 1st, we'll see what happens in 2021. Yeah, um, I just hope that. I was right, right? Uh, yeah, I was. Okay. Yes. I just hope that um, people can learn to work together. That's all I can. That's, that's yeah. all I really want to see. Because at the end of the, end, end of the day, it's everyone's human. Figure it out. Work together. Don't, We're all Americans. Don't be like, to each other. Yeah. yeah. That's all I gotta say. Uh, yeah, I hope it's not just like because this past four years it's just been like the president and the Senate trying to pass something, and then it's like House of Representatives was like, no. I hope it's not just like the president and the House of Representatives trying to pass something, and then the Senate is just like, no. Like, I feel like I just yeah. hate that. Like, I hope people gain some American pride over these next four years. That's my hope for the country. I feel like American pride has took a dump. Like. Literally, someone, um, my one friend was saying this to me the, the other day. They just like symbolize, like, now whenever they just see an American flag, like, they automatically think, like, Republican. Yeah, and, like, I feel like the American flag yeah. has just become so, and, and, like, oh, Trump supporter. Like, I hope that's not the that's, case anymore. Should... Oh my God, I never thought of it like that. It's so true, though. Yeah, literally, everyone, we were out on our, uh, on my friend's boat and people's boats with, like, American flags were like, she was like, oh, I just, like, assume, like, Trump yeah, supporter. Like, because yeah, I feel like, like the Democratic Party and, like, at least, like, people our age that are Democrats are, like, oh, like, 
I hate America, not I hate America, but you know, that kind of thing, like, oh, I'm kind of, like, embarrassed to be, like, an American, like, I don't want to have pride, like, in our country. I mean, yeah, but. You know what? I think we all need to take a cup of American pride, because we're here, and it's our job as American citizens to ratify and change government for the better, hopefully not for the worst. I hope we don't damage the government. Um. Do you know why I think that, like, people assume the American flag with being Republican? Because I feel like Republicans are like, America is the greatest country in the world. Like, yeah. everyone should want to live here. And then people, a lot of people that are Democrats are like, no, like, we have a lot of flaws. Like, we're not really first in anything in com- other countries in the world. Like, I feel like that's probably why the Democratic Party doesn't have a whole lot of national. It's also, yeah, on. because, like, um, with uh, the Republicans kind of being more conservative they're like they're more industry like american industry they're big on that so they're not very uh foreign affair they're not very big on foreign affairs while the democrats are kind of big on working with that working with other countries yeah definitely i mean you got trump who like this was just was a nightmare in the un with like the paris climate accords and all that so he's not he's not very you know outside involvement He's big on isolationism. Cristela would be happy I used that word. Um, big US2 word. But yeah, trying to like isolate like with other countries. And it'll be interesting. Like hopefully our UN relations improve and Biden's probably going to rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement. So hopefully our affairs with other countries become a little bit better. Go Dylan. Go Dylan. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, at this point, it's like, it's it's such a the world's getting smaller and smaller so it, it's not a it's not back in 1776 where we're an ocean away we're a phone call away now so the world's definitely getting smaller so pull it so a worldwide kind of engagement and cooperation is almost necessary yeah yeah definitely anything else we need to add to results analysis what were you going to um, say, Bella? I was just going to say, I mean, like, I feel like relationships um, in countries that were good with um, a Democratic president fell apart, but I feel like other relationships were gained. Um, Middle East, our relationship with them increased significantly. So I feel like where things got worse, there was also a balance of some things got better. So I feel like people don't take that into account. Yeah, definitely. President Trump. There's de- there's a very negative connotation. And I won't say I like the person he is because I don't. He's an awful human being. Um, And the things that he said <laughs> to women are completely disgusting. That's on a whole other note. But there, not everything he did was as cut and dry bad as what I feel like the context or connotation is. So, yeah. Definitely. So, I definitely agree. Yeah, it's kind of like a it's like a seesaw. Like one, when things get better on one side, they get worse on the other or or nothing gets better on the other and then things get better on one. It's just it's such a seesaw. It's power. all give and take. So yeah, definitely. On that note, I say I think our episode is over. Our season our finale, season finale of um, I hope you guys enjoyed our first season and probably our last season of Politics Unmasked. <laughs>
probably oh, our last on, four years. If you think about it, in four I'm years we're gonna be in college. Like that's crazy. I, I'm gonna yeah. be worried about my student loan I'm, debt. I'm gonna be worried. No, you, you're, you're gonna make it back from all the money you make from this. What do you mean? Yeah, because Kamala Harris said she's gonna take ten thousand dollars off my student loan we'll debt. See if so that we'll pins see. Out or we'll she see just takes Kamala. away all my red meat. Whatever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, this season as a whole, looking back on it, I think we really did. Um, we talked about a lot. Yeah, we talked about. We did a lot. I, I, yeah, we got both sides too, which is good. We did. We uh, tried to be as nonpartisan well, as I possible. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I would say as possible. We had two partisan. We had two partisan sides. So in a way, yes. I want to. Th- yeah. I want to thank our teacher, Mr. Martyrum, because I feel like since we all had him as a world culture teacher, we definitely learned to see you know, both he's sides. Absolutely. One-sided. Like, I will definitely agree with that. <laughs> Yes, but he always did make us yeah. see both sides, which I will always appreciate no, as a teacher because I feel like when you when you get to that age, like where we were in ninth grade, like you start you start to gain your own opinions, and then you think your opinions are always right. So I definitely think on learning both sides, we were more able to get a better like yeah, view so of government note, and the world around it's us. The end of our episode. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Thank you, Michael Martyrone, for your help in seeing us, uh, helping us see the world through both lenses of the glasses and iCivics, please sponsor us because we did include you <laughs> in our episode. What? Wait, where did we shout them out? Yes. I think we shouted them out in like episode three. Or, it was one or three. We're really doing you a service by, you know, t- saying your name in the podcast. Probably no one's going to listen to other than our teacher. So, yeah. That's it. Definitely. Well, thank you for... Yes, thank you for listening to our podcast, Politics on Us. Goodbye. This is the end. (laughs)